Dear Writer, Week 4. Own It. Monday, July 19th, 2021. Dear Writer, My last book was published in December 2015. That means my last book was written and finished, probably 2014? I have written since then. I've written articles for work and podcast episodes, and I've done some fiction writing, and I'm halfway done with the How Story Works book coming 2022, fingers crossed. But because I haven't finished a fiction novel in almost seven years, I sometimes feel like I'm not a writer anymore. If you had a moment of, that's ridiculous, of course you're a writer, I'd like you to turn that thought around on yourself. A lot of people start their conversations with me with, I'm an aspiring writer, and I always stop them. No, you're not. You're a writer. Writing doesn't just happen when words find their pages. That's like saying sex only happens if there's penetration, and that's ridiculous. Writing happens when you stare out the window and your characters start to dance in your head. Writing happens when you're watching a movie and you miss a whole chunk of it because one moment inspired you to spin out a whole story in your head. Writing happens when your brain is engaged in creating fiction. Whether or not that fiction finds itself expressed in words on a page is irrelevant. That story was written, and you wrote it. They say you know you're not a narcissist if you wonder if you're a narcissist. Here, you know you're a writer if you signed up for this newsletter, because why the hell would anyone who is not a writer sign up for a daily writing newsletter? You're not an aspiring writer. You're a writer. And so am I. Everything L. Find your daylight. Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. Dear Writer, This week appears to be imposter syndrome week on Dear Writer. Good. I love a theme. In season one of my podcast, Big Strong Yes, my co-host, Dr. Kelly Jones, and I talked about the voice inside that tells us we're not good enough, which is quickly followed by the who do you think you are voice. And between these two inner voices, there's often absolutely no daylight in which you get to just be what you are, and that's okay. It's important that you make some of that daylight for yourself. How you do it is going to be individual to you. I can't tell you how to make your daylight. I can only tell you how I do it. And maybe that will help you find a way to make your own. For me, I worry about not being good enough all the time. That I, because I was born an inherently deficient human being, a belief that came from being emotionally and physically abused as a child, I have to be better than everyone at everything or I'm not good enough. But that's impossible because you never get good at anything unless you're willing to be bad at it first. That's why I was never able to finish a novel until NaNoWriMo founder Chris Beatty told me to write crap. It is directly because of that advice that I published 12 novels, won awards, and hit the New York Times list. His permission to be bad went right to my fear and my false belief and created some daylight for me. Now, I still have to struggle to make daylight for myself because the tear in my belief system that I made always wants to close. My job is not to be better than anyone else, but to be strong enough to keep tearing away at false beliefs that limit what I'm able to do. Rip those false beliefs of your own. Find your daylight and dance in it. Everything L. Humble and Fabulous, Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. Dear Writer, In yesterday's letter, we talked about tearing a daylight hole in the not good enough mindset, but we didn't really address the other side of the no daylight zone. Who do you think you are? Today, we're going to address that. Your human value is not contingent on you being other than what you are. You don't have to be smarter or thinner or prettier or taller or more muscular or less muscular or anything other than what you are. Your value as a person exists because you exist. 
It is there. You do not need to chase it. When we feel bad about ourselves, we tend to judge each other. When others judge us because they feel bad about themselves, we in turn feel bad about ourselves. When we think we're fabulous and they say, who do you think you are? We crawl away with our tails tucked between our legs because this system is designed to make everyone feel like shit. And that is a problem. You know how you interrupt that cycle? Just look at yourself and know you're fucking fabulous. We raise other people up by feeling good about ourselves, but the trick is we have to feel good about ourselves first. When we can see the good in ourselves, we can see the good in the people around us and reflect that goodness back at them because less of our energy is occupied with the toxic belief that there is a hierarchy to human value. Humility is a good thing. Humility says, I'm no better than you. I'm all for humility. It's good for the soul. But you can be humble and fucking fabulous at the same time. Give it a shot. Everything L. Blocks. Thursday, July 22nd, 2021. Dear writer, you may have noticed that we're spending some time this week on things that aren't really about writing. We're talking about making daylight and being fabulous, and you might be wondering what this has to do with writing. Everything. Look, if you think you can separate your writing from your soul, you can't. Writing is the act of making meaning from soul stuff, and when your soul stuff is insecure and unsure, your writing will be blocked. Now, is insecurity the only thing that blocks writing? No. Trauma, exhaustion, stress, fear, loads of things block us from writing. But this week, we're dealing with confidence, imposter syndrome, not good enough. Working our way through these mindsets that keep us fearful that we're not good enough will help us write. Even if you process the trauma and get some rest and complete your stress cycle and clear out all the other blocks, if you do not feel like you're good enough to write, you won't write. That's not to say that everything you write will be gold. It won't. It shouldn't be. You must be confident enough to write crap. As Nora Roberts says, I can edit crap, but I can't edit a blank page. This imposter syndrome week is all about getting out of your own way so that we can experience the supreme personal victory of writing crap. Everything L. American Idol Insurance, Friday, July 23rd, 2021. Dear Writer, to finish up Imposter Week at Dear Writer, I wanted to talk to you about American Idol. Yes, American Idol. Because all of this, I'm fabulous, I'm good enough as I am, I'm a great writer stuff, is almost always accompanied by the memory of those people who tried out for American Idol thinking they were great, and they were demonstrably not great, and they were humiliated and mocked in front of the entire country. There are a lot of fears that come with creating things, but the biggest one is, what if I suck and I don't know it? I mean, that's why we tell ourselves we suck, right? We're just buying a little American Idol insurance, right? It's okay to suck if at least we know it, right? I mean, yes, no. It's okay to suck if we know it, and it's okay to suck if we don't know it. It's just okay to suck. The only path to good work is through bad work. You cannot be good at something until you have been bad at it first. Being bad is not a humiliation. It is a rite of passage. Those people who tried out for American Idol weren't pitiable because they sucked. They were pitiable because they were too fragile to allow themselves to suck. They had to believe that they were great in order to justify doing the work. But you don't need that. You are not fragile. You are not an imposter. You are a writer. And you will write truly terrible things as we all do. Your favorite writer has written total crap before, but they didn't let that stop them. And that's how they became your favorite writer. So don't let it stop you. 
Go forth, dear writer, and suck. It's the only way. Everything L. Anemones. Saturday, July 24th, 2021. Dear writer, I'm writing to you from the road. A family emergency meant that I had to travel to Colorado for a week, which meant a lot of time on the road. Yeah, we drove. I love road trips. And in all that thinking time, something unexpected happened. I reconnected with that old book. You know that one I told the anonymous writer about when she asked about trying to find her way back to a project that an older version of herself wrote? And I told her that sometimes we're just too different from who we were when we started those old books and we need to let them go. And I talked about how I had a book like that. Yeah, that one. I have been ready to give up that book as gone for a really long time, but I keep coming back to it. It's not that I'm not willing to let it go. I'm beyond willing. I've let books go before and I'm good with moving on. But it seems like this book is not done with me yet. I guess sometimes that also happens. Earlier this week, I talked about how writing is the act of creating meaning from soul stuff. My soul stuff in my head is like an ocean full of anemones, those colorful sea plants with those little fingers that float in the water and catch things. Some of my anemones have caught and held on to some dark stuff in recent years, creating an area of my soul stuff ocean that is just dark. I've spent the last few years cleaning those anemones and bringing back their color and light like the ones that held on to darkness from my childhood and from my second marriage. I've cleared out some, a lot, actually, but not all. There has been a very dark region of my ocean that I haven't been prepared to clear out. I would just think about it and instantly panic, then swim away thinking, not today, Satan. But for some reason, on this trip, while I've been driving as my boyfriend snores in the seat next to me, I've been diving into that big, dark region of my soul-stuff ocean and bringing in light. As I watched some of that darkness float by, I caught pieces of it in my fingers and thought, this goes in that book. I shouldn't be surprised. I've known for a long time that my books are made from stuff I didn't know I knew. Before I had even acknowledged that my childhood was not great, I wrote books that repeatedly featured complicated mother relationships and absolutely no brothers. While I was married to a man I didn't know was a sociopath, I wrote a story featuring a villain whose missing empathy was returned to him via magic, making him whole again. The soul stuff knows everything, and I put everything into the book. Me realizing what I'm writing is apparently no part of that deal. And now, as I look back into the abyss of this book, I'm seeing that the blocks that made me unable to finish it were not about the time that had passed or how much I had changed but the fact that I was writing about things that were held deeply within a dark place I wasn't prepared to clear out. Now that I'm prepared to deal with that darkness, I may be able to finish that book. So this is a long answer for you, anonymous writer, but apparently, while you can't write some books because you waited too long, some books you can't write until you've waited long enough. Or maybe that's just how it works for me. Everything else. 